It's the Gospel of Kennison, folks. Hey, welcome to the GOK. This is episode, I don't know. Um, I'll look. But it's brought to you on uh, February 26th. How about that? Uh, GOKcast.com. I have to look myself. And we are on episode 92. Creeping our way right up to the big 100. Um, today we're going to do something different. We are going to, uh, conversationstarters.com and I'm going to answer randomly generated questions. All right. The first question, as I click the button, clickety click, what is your preferred method of contacting someone? Email, phone, text, etc. My preferred mode is probably still phone. It just depends on who it is. If it's somebody new, like I really need to get something done, it's either in person or on the phone. I need to talk to somebody. If it's a friend, um, it's definitely text. Uh, I have a friend and he is old. He is 10 years older than me. And he likes to respond to texts with phone calls. And, uh, he needs to, he needs to, well, usually I would say he needs to grow up, but he needs to grow down and start texting back. But he has this Bluetooth headset thing. So, uh, it's so easy for him just to, to call you back. And, um, so David, if you listen to this show by chance, I'm not talking about my brother, David, talk about boss man, David, best friend, David. If you listen to this show on the sly, um, you should text more. Okay. I'm never going to say it to your face because it's really just a picky little thing. So it's not worth, you know, a drama over. But if you're listening to this and you can't admit that you listen and you will never face this. And so therefore never mention this to me to face to face, um, you need to text more. All right, we're going to generate another random topic. Here we go. Click. Would you rather not be able to use your hands or not be able to walk? I would. Oh, see, that's hard because you don't want to diss people that have one thing or the other. Because right away, I want to still be able to use my hands. Because I could do the wheelchair. Handicap stuff is set up eh, for me, you know, to get around in life. But uh, so I'm going to pick hands. Um, if you're someone that can't use your feet to walk, then maybe you can message me, text me <laughs> and argue uh, for or against it or whether you agree or not. But and I'd rather I'd rather be able to feed myself and, and go to the bathroom and wash myself and take care of myself um, and not be able to walk if I had to pick. But thankfully, I don't. Let's click again. Would you prefer to live in an urban or rural area? That's an interesting question because I live in an urban area and I like it and I hate it. And I've lived in rural, 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 rural areas. And the same can be said. There are benefits and there are downsides to both. Uh, in a rural, rural, rural setting, um, you have more land around you, but you have less access to things like targets and Walmarts and stuff. Um, you have to drive farther, but you know, you don't have to stop at as many stoplights. There's not as much crime and you can keep your door unlocked, but that's also where the serial killers go and knock out your entire family. And nobody knows for a week in the urban areas. It's stressful, um, relatively quiet. Uh, traffic is terrible. Stop signs are everywhere. Traffic lights are everywhere. It takes 15 minutes to d go two miles. Um, there's really no benefits except that, um, you, you live around some pretty interesting people and we're here for ministry. So we want to be in the area. Uh, it sucks trying to find a high school for your daughter. Um, there's a lot of downsides to living in the city, but it makes you tough, you know, and uh, 
I, I like our house. I like that I don't have a giant yard. I don't care that I live literally two feet from somebody else on each side. Um, not a big deal to me. I live very close to a lot of my friends. I'm within walking distance of some of my favorite restaurants. Uh, we St. Louis offers a lot of really cool things to do and see. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of hope that, that this place needs. It needs Jesus. And so that is another exciting bit and scary bit because it doesn't have it right now. And it's, it's not a great city. It's really not. St. Louis is terrible. Help me. If you hear this, help me. Help me. I'll leave my family here and I'll leave. I'll come stay with you. I'm kidding. It's, uh, it's, it's rough though. It's a rough city. It's because even the people that aren't mean, like, like just like legit mean are rough because they've lived here their whole life and they don't like outsiders. Like if you weren't born and raised and went to high school in St. Louis, then you're not a real person to them. But, but, and this makes all the difference. They don't say pop. They say soda and Kansas city, just four hours on the other side of the state. They say pop. And I hate that. So I love St. Louis. It didn't take much to, to, to tilt the scales. It just, you know, but the, the word pop is annoying is all get out. So let's, let's generate another random topic here. Are you doing anything fun this weekend? No, no, I'm not. Um, my son has a playoff game this weekend because his, his basketball team was undefeated and they are in the playoffs and playoffs are fun. Not really. They're just interesting because if you lose, you don't play anymore. But if you win, you keep playing. So this could be a a wonderful, quote-unquote, sarcastic, uh, it could be a wonderful weekend or it could be a, 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 a great weekend. A great weekend would be he loses his first game. And I know that's terrible. It makes me a bad dad, but I don't like sports. I love my son. I love watching him play. I will go and I will support him, but I do not enjoy it. It's not something I enjoy doing. It's it's like when your kids put on a play for you and they beg you and come upstairs. We've been doing this for hours and practicing. And you're like, oh, I'd rather be watching. It's just us or this is us. But you go up there and you sit and they make you wear a weird hat and you have to watch the play and you don't understand what's going on. And they're arguing through most of it and props are not where they're supposed to be. It's just really not a well thought out Grammy winning performance. Uh, but you do it anyway because you love them. And that's where I'm at with basketball. So anything fun this weekend, not a thing. No. Next one. Click. What's your biggest concern about the future? Oh my gosh, man. They just go for the big guns here. Don't they? My biggest concern about the future is whether I'm going to live to see it. I'm a fat guy and I'm not particularly a person who exercises or does any kind of physical activity. And in my family, it's kind of a toss up. I, my father killed himself. So I don't know how old he would have lived. My mother's still alive. And I can't say that she has, I mean, recently she's been doing really well as, as far as taking care of herself and stuff like that. Um, but she, you know, maybe I take after her and I'll live forever no matter what I do. Um, but I, I do. I want to stick around. I want to live a long time. I want to see my grandkids. I want to be a great grandpa. Um, I don't, I don't mean a great grandpa. I, I'll be fine if I don't see my grandkids' kids. I don't think I would like them. For some reason, it just seems like too many, too many steps removed, you know, isn't that weird to say, but it's like, I had my kids and then they had kids and I like those, but if you have kids after that, they're on you. You know what I'm saying? They, they got their grandparents. I did my job. I raised my kids. I was grandparents. 
for my grandkids, great grandkids, you're you're too far away. Does that? I hope that makes sense. But that's just the way I view it <laughs> right now. Anyway, <laughs> if I live that long, I probably won't recognize them anyway. Uh, but yeah, my biggest concern about the future is is whether I'll be alive or not. I don't I don't want to die young. And so, uh, you know, James, what are you doing about that? Well, I have started changing the way I'm eating. I don't eat nearly as much. Um, and I'm going to start uh, walking again very soon. I, I had surgery on my hindquarters and it, it kind of makes it impossible to walk. Um, and then before that, I had the issue that caused the surgery and it was impossible to walk. But before that, I was walking five days a week, six days a week with my wife for, you know, two and a half miles a day or something. So we're going to get back to that. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick around for a while. Um, here are the reasons why I look younger than I am. I'm 45. I look 35. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't have any major physical ailments or diseases. Um, I have most of my hair. I don't know why that it would make me feel like I'm going to live a long time, but I feel like you have to be bald in order to die. And um, so I figure my, I'm like Samson. The key to my strength is in my hair. So as long as I have hair, I'm going to be alive. That makes no sense. I know, but it makes sense to me. And this is my audio journal. And so my gospel is the one that is preached here on the GOK. All right. So let's click the dang button. Would you rather be stuck in a house with someone you hate or be stuck in a house alone? Oh man. Oh, oh, that's hard. Especially having to talk and keep things going and trying to think about it at the same time. It's hard to do that. I, I will say this while I'm thinking that I live in the house with someone I hate. It's my little dog, our new dog, Leia. I hate her. Um, I, I've, I've gone through my dogs, okay? You guys know about me and dogs, my love-hate relationship with dogs. Um, I don't want them to suffer. I am very uh, aware of their needs. Matter of fact, me and Leia just got back from having her vaccinations and her rabies shots and her heartworm check and everything's great and everything's fine. I had her nails trimmed. I mean, my job is to take care of those animals, make sure they eat and all that kind of stuff. But I hate Leia and I live with her. She chews on everything. She chews on baseboards. She, um, she's a magic trick. That's what I call her. Cause she will just appear in places she's not supposed to be. And you don't even know how she got there. And, uh, so I do live with someone I hate. But would I rather live, I think it, it, it says human. I think it just denotes that the question is saying, would you be with someone, not something or some dog? Um, so we'll just forget everything I said about Leia. And please don't tell her my kids. They know I hate her, but still, you know, it's just easier if they just believe their little kid beliefs that everyone loves all dogs. And um, and that's okay. Um Okay, so would I rather live with someone I hate or be stuck in a house alone? Let me think of someone that I hate. I I don't know. I the closest I could come to someone I hated, and because I don't hate anybody, my religion doesn't allow me to just straight up hate people. I would have to go with the hardest person to love would be someone that hated me. So would I want to live in a house with someone that hated me or would I rather be stuck in a house alone? I think I would rather be alone. Yeah. I I mean, we're talking about forever, I'm sure here. But and and we're talking about being stuck in in stuck in a house with someone. Um I would rather them not steal my food. And take all the hot water and leave the windows open in the dark, in the cold, you know, I'd, I'd rather at least have control over my environment. Um, so does that make sense? If you have a differing opinion, please send it to james at NLCast.com on any of these topics. 
or just your general feedback. Just go down the list and tell me what I got wrong. Click. How would you define success? Dear God, this is a lot deeper than you would think. Defining success. That's a hard one for me right now because I do not feel like a success, my peoples. I used to be a success. I was a children's pastor at a prestigious church. A couple of them, actually. I I did a really good job. I was good at my work. Um, I I was. And um, I'm not doing that right now. I'm podcasting. And I do artwork. And I take care of my kids and my dogs. I mostly just drive them around places and go to the grocery store a lot. So how would I define success right now? Um, I would say just getting up, showering every day and doing something productive is success for me right now. And so far I have been successful now in a whole different picture. I'm very, very, very much more critical of myself, a whole nother, uh, world. I, there's, there's me not living up to the standards that I used to have, Um, there's me not having a full-time job. There's me not bringing in money to the house. There's me not being a pastor. There's, you know, uh, me not doing as much artwork or as much podcasting as, as I could or should. There's me not having as many listeners as I want. And, you know, or, or, or not, not as I want, but just feeling like I wish I, I could be more successful. You know what I'm saying? Like I, somebody emailed me this week actually and it was a great email and they mentioned that i had said the the phrase that um gok only has about 200 listeners first of all um that's not true it's more like uh well i'll look i want to say 350 but um if i look up soundcloud and i go to a month out like a, a release that was a month out about 29 days ago. Let's go one more back. General well-being update 249. So yeah, about 249 folks. So um, I, I, I want to say that, that I do not mean that as a negative uh, that only 200 people, there are some podcasts that never make it that way. I am thankful for each and every one of you. It's, it's not that, that I, discredit or you know the the success that i've had um but imagine if you were doing a podcast and you were in my shoes would you want 200 people listening or would you want 2000 people listening of course you want 2000 people listening it's a natural thing you want to be successful so uh defining success uh for me would be more listeners uh and more patreon income because that's the only income I have that I'm bringing into the family. Not that I just want to make a buttload of money off the backs of, of my listeners. Um, I legit just want to be successful <laughs> or feel successful anyway. All right. So dang, these are hard. Um, click. What is the longest that you've stayed awake for? Huh? All right. We got a lightweight question. I think it's just been like 48 hours would be the most. Um, and I don't have a story. I just know that I worked 16 of those hours and then there was time on each end. Uh, it was probably just something, you know, I don't know. Stayed awake for. Yeah, it may have been more than that. Because what, what depression does is it does jack with your sleep. And I may have been up for more than 48 hours, but, um, yeah, I mean, definitely 48 hours. I can't think of anything more to say on the subject. So (laughs) maybe the lightweight questions aren't very good. Uh, have you ever stayed awake for 48 hours? That's, that's the longest. So there we go. Click. Do you prefer to cook or order takeout? I prefer to order takeout. Um, I actually prefer to go out, actually. Um, I like going to restaurants and eating. I like the whole experience. Um, I am a person that orders only one thing at each restaurant I go to. I don't know if you're like that. 
Um, I, I'm not going to go to Culver's and order a chicken sandwich. I'm going to get a butter burger with cheese, uh, everything on it, no tomato, no onion, uh, snack pack. And uh, and then I'm going to get a, a small micro-sized, uh, uh, what they call it, frozen custard at the end of my meal with Reese's mixed in. Um, and if I go to uh, Cracker Barrel, I'm going to get um, chicken strips gri- grilled with fries and mashed potatoes and a Diet Coke. And let's see, if I go, where else? Was it? Oh, if I go to McDonald's, I'm going to get the two cheeseburger meal with the fries and the drink. And um, no, no onions on that, please. So uh, I don't like cooking. I do get in the thing once in a while, though, where I get I don't want to go out because I've, I don't I'm not in the mood for anything. And a home cooked meal is good, but we're busy people and we don't we don't cook that much at the house. We cook maybe three or four times a week, but then we go out because of schedule stuff. So we, we have to keep it simple. And but I but I like other people cooking my food. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> Don't you? Email me and let me know. Click. If you became president, uh-oh, what is the first thing you would do? The first thing I would do is quit. I would freaking quit, man. Who wants to be the president of the United States? Have you seen the crap that they put people through? Oh, my gosh. Love or hate the last few presidents. They have been through so much crap. It's like uh, Jim Gaffigan says, when you wake up in the morning and you're the president, it's like, good morning. Oh, there's problems. I figured, you know, from morning, noon to night, you see the worst of the world and the worst of the country, and you have to deal with it all the time. How do they even get a chance to poop? Really? Seriously? Do they have guys standing outside and, and is it timed? I mean, how do they... Every moment of every day must be scheduled. How do they spend time with their families and their kids? And how do they take vacations? How do they have a normal life? I know it's in theory for four years and at the most eight and thank God, you know, just for their own sake that they can't go longer than that. But what's the first thing I would do? I would quit. Now, short of that, if I could change anything, I, I think that's the, the, the gist of it here. If I became president What's the first thing that I would do? <sighs> Without getting overly political, I would. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not real political. I mean, I have my views and stuff, but uh, I would probably shut down a lot of government programs. I know. That's probably not going to bode well for me, but um, I, I, I don't like programs that I see as doing more harm than good. And I see a lot of people that need help and they get their help and, and thank God they do. Uh, the people with special needs and, and people with kids that they need help with. Um, there's that, but there's some stuff and I won't get into the drastic details of, of it, but there's some, some things we, the government doesn't need to pay for, and it actually hurts people to give them money, uh, because they don't have to go out and make it themselves. And, uh, I, I think, uh, it's a hard thing for the government to decide. I, I think privatization of some of that stuff or, or turning it over to religious organizations, um, and charities to monitor people and find out if they're really, in need or are they just game in the system? You know, I just, my heart behind it is I want to help people. And I believe helping people is helping them help themselves. Um, I think when we give people too much stuff, they take advantage. It's just human nature. And this is not about a particular color or a creed or a culture. It's just people. So there you go. What's the first thing you would do? I would quit. 
because I can't even handle answering the question. <laughs> Click. What is your morning routine? Oh my gosh. I've been through this on this podcast. Okay. So every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's four post bed. No, every morning I wake up at uh, seven, between seven and seven 25 and I drive my kids to school and then I come home and I feed the dogs and I eat breakfast, which right now is shredded wheat flavor blasted with peanut butter and chocolate, which I don't know if it's good for me or not. Um, it's keeping me regular though. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that part of the routine and it tastes awesome. Um, but it's better than eating just sugar cereal straight up, I guess. Right. Um, and then, and then I go back to sleep and I sleep, uh, till 10 30, 11, sometimes 11 30. And then I get up and I, I start my day properly. Um, I don't know. I, I, if I don't sleep in the morning, um, I can't function the rest of the day. And I think it's medication related, but the medication really wor is working and I'm in a good place right now. Um, when I have to stay up, I can, it's just, it's just a rough evening, you know? Um, so that's my morning routine. Love it or hate it. There you, there it is. Click. What do you do when you're bored? That's a good question. I try to create things like I go through phases. Sometimes I watch a lot of movies. Sometimes I play a lot of video games. Sometimes I draw a lot. But lately when I'm bored and I've got nothing to do, I'm finding that I don't want a game. I want to do something semi-productive. And so I will work on my website. Um, like just, just, just the other day, I went through and added artwork to every single uh, episode in the archive of that story show because I realized somehow when, when I moved the site over that none of the classic artwork made it over and the stuff that did was 200 by 200 pixels and it needed to be more like 580 by 580. So I went back and, um, for, for over a hundred episodes, more, more like almost 200 episodes, <laughs> it took forever, but you know, it was, it was, I was bored and I would either recreate the artwork, go out and find the original artwork that I used and, uh, resize it. Or I would just simply upscale or find something very similar from Google images. And now all of those archives have, um, most of them have original show art attached to them. And it was also enabled me to go through and, and edit some things, but no, I, I try to draw, I'm trying to do these YouTube videos. Um, I've done three so far, three animated, uh, stories. If you haven't checked them out, I, I hope you will go to youtube.com slash that story show and subscribe because, um, I've done the basement ghost man has been my crowning achievement so far. It's got the most animation and the most interaction, um, so far. And I'm pretty proud of it. Um, the problem is it was so hard to do that. I'm having a hard time getting started on the next one. So <laughs> what do you do when you're bored? I try to be productive. Click. What is your favorite pizza topping cheese easily? Because if you don't have cheese, it's not pizza. I have to have extra cheese. Do, do, do you have a mod pizza near you people? I'm asking if you don't know what mod pizza is, you need to look it up and see if there's one near you. Don't tell me about any other kind that's like this one. I'm asking if you have a specific mod pizza, if you do and you haven't been there, you should go. And you should create your own pizza. It's like Subway almost where you can put anything on your pizza that you want. And it's one price and they cook it and then you eat it and it's great. Um, right now, what I order is I get a double crust. Uh, it's a thick crust uh, with barbecue sauce, chicken, um, bacon, mozzarella cheese, a lot of it and pineapple 
I know that's weird, but I'm the pineapple guy. I like the pineapple and the pizza. And then I have them put more mozzarella on top to lock all those toppings in so they don't fall off when you try to eat it. And then when they're done baking it, I ask for a barbecue swirl on the top. Doesn't that sound awesome? Just that concept barbecue swirl. That's what they do. They start in the middle and they just all the way around. And that's the sound they make when they do it. Not really, but it would be cool. So favorite piece of topping though, if I had to pick one, it'd have to be cheese. If it was, if cheese is a, is, is a given, I would have to say pineapple. I know. I know. I know. Forgive me. Click. If you could choose to have any useless superpower, what would you pick? Well, I already have a bunch of useless superpowers. I have the, I mean, if you want to talk about useless, um, I, I have the power to bite my fingernails. I don't know how specific this one would be. I guess they would, they would mean like things that you could do that would be super human, but not help anybody. So, let me just pick one that I can think of right off the top of my head. It's hard to do that and talk at the same time. Um, okay, here's one. I would be able to set the time on wall clocks. You know, the ones with the little spinny things on the back. So you have to set them. I would love to have that superpower to where every time the time changes, I and it would work in car stereos too. I could just look at it and wind it back or forward an hour. That would be, but see, that's useful, but in the big picture, it's not very useful unless I did it full time, but I don't know that people would pay me and I don't know that it'd be worth going over to their house and looking at their clock unless I could do it through FaceTime or something. Hey, hey just point your camera and, uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. That'll, you know, just, just PayPal me five bucks. I don't think you could make money off of it is my point. So in that sense, it is useless. I'll, I'll, I'll try another one. Um, I, I think uh, being able to travel back in time one second would be a pretty useless uh, thing. But, but it might save you once in a while. Like that moment that you go to try to uh, catch that drink you knocked off the table, being able to back up just that one second right there and catch it before it even goes and just change that. I don't think you could mess up history, you know, the future with a one second jump back. I think it would just be for stuff like stubbing your toe and um, falling downstairs and things like that. You could just, I mean, a second is forever in those kind of situations can make all the difference in the world, but see, that's useful. But again, kind of a useless superpower. I, I don't know that I would be able to use it to save people. You know, like if, if someone was falling from a building, I could rewind it a second and they would just take longer to fall. <laughs> I don't think that would actually be very nice of a thing to do, but well, James, maybe you could rewind the second over and over and over and slowly they would descend to the ground. Well, it doesn't work that way. There still would be the momentum, but maybe I would have time to get up underneath them or I could just keep rewinding, keep rewinding. And, uh, until the, the fireman got there with the huge net, I don't know, I, but I'll be honest. I've never seen anyone jump out of a building. So I don't, I think it still falls in the useless category. So I hope, I hope that's satisfactory as far as an answer goes. Click. What celebrity, what celebrity do you like to follow? Well, that's a weird one for me because I don't really follow celebrities. But right now, I'm very interested. I don't follow him, but I, I like reading whenever I come across something about Chris Pratt. He intrigues me because he is a person of faith, and I don't know how much faith and, and blah, 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 but he's a church-going dude. And he's talked about it public publicly, but he swears a lot. And he he's in he he he's not what I would call a Christian actor. I would say he's an actor who's a Christian. Uh, Christian is a broad category, though. Um, I'm not here to judge him or anything. I just find him interesting because I think Chris Pratt is someone. He feels like somebody I could just sit back and kick it with and and laugh 
we we would both laugh our butts off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even though he would be using swear words. Um, but honestly, the the closest thing to a celebrity that I follow right now would be Ethan Nicole. Um, Ethan Nicole, if you don't know, is the creator of Axe Cop, Bear Mageddon. Um, he he was writer for DreamWorks doing the new VeggieTales in the house series and stuff like that. I I loosely follow him. He works for Babylon B now. And I live vicariously through him because he is very talented. He's a lot younger. He's recently gotten married and has kids now. And But I knew him back before, you know, uh, and just was lucky to bump into him and get to hang out with him during a time in his life. And we spent some time together and we're, we're kind of connected. I, you know, I would call him a friend, not a, not a close friend, uh, because, you know, he lives far away and has a life and all this kind of stuff. But uh, we we swat emails back once in a while. He checks out a video I made, and I helped him recently put together a list of podcast equipment. Um, but he he's someone that I respect because he takes what he does, like his artwork and, and stuff, and he does stuff with it. And I am not that guy. I wish I was. Um, I'm not a moneymaker. Like, some people have talent. And, and they use it and they, they pitch shows and they make animations and they make comic books and all that. And I've never been that guy. And I kind of wish I was, you know, um, I almost, I told Jen that I almost understand why I might need an, uh, uh, an agent because an agent could look at what I could do and say, okay, here's how you can get people to let you draw them logos here. You know, I'm not here to scam anybody. I would want to earn my living, but here's what you could do on YouTube or here's what you could do with your podcast or, uh, you know, I, I wish I had that kind of, uh, person in my life that could just tell me what to do and I would do it a coach or whatever. But the closest thing I have is I watch people like Ethan, who I greatly respect, even though he's younger than me, I, I look up to him hugely. Uh, and, and he's an inspiration. He really is. And, um, in another life, I, I definitely could have, uh, could have followed closer in his footsteps than I have. Uh, but I feel like I'm, I'm past my prime now. I'm 45. I mean, how much longer are people going to listen to my podcast? I don't know. Uh, how are you going to do a comedy podcast at 50? Uh, maybe maybe my listeners will age with me. I don't know. Um, I, I, I will say this. I'll let you peek into my brain. I, I enjoy a, a pretty face as far as celebrities go. Uh, I have a short list of women that I think are very beautiful, and they are also very classy because I don't like... Uh, I don't like women that are beautiful, but they appear in slutty kind of movies and stuff like that. Example would be Jennifer Aniston back when she was in friends. I, she was easily for me, the hottest girl on the planet. Uh, I never watched friends, so I don't know what kind of character she played, but since then she's been in, you know, movies where she's real sexually aggressive and blah, blah, blah. I don't care for her. Don't like her. I look at her and I go, blah. Um, but let's see. I, I couldn't name anybody. Emily Blunt is 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 a a classy, pretty person, um, you know. And I'm talking face shots here. I don't look at. I, I don't judge anything else. Um, who else? I don't know. I couldn't name anybody. Uh, uh, oh, 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 uh, what's her name? The girl that was in Tron. Let me see. Tron Legacy. Oh, I'm going to remember her name in a minute. Uh, somebody's screaming it to the podcast right now. You know, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Um, she has a beautiful face. But I don't follow her or anything. Um, who else? Who else is interesting? Just, I don't know. I used to have a list. I wonder if I still have a list. <laughs> Let me look at my Google Docs. It, it, I, I, it's a dumb thing. I think I felt guilty and removed it, but we'll see. I, I, <laughs> I almost hope I didn't. 
so that I can embarrass myself with the list. Oh, I did. I got rid of it. Oh, oh man, that stinks. Because <laughs> it had a list of fa face shots of the women that I thought were the most beautiful of all time. <laughs> Kathy Ireland, old school Kathy Ireland was in there. I know that, man. She was my my go-to heartthrob when I was in high school. But anyway, <laughs> there we go. What celebrity do you like to follow? Let's do a couple more. Click. Would you rather be stuck in a house with... Oh, we already did that one. Thank God. Uh, click. If you could give one piece of advice to the whole world, what would it be? Oh. It would be this. It is mankind's default nature to be self-centered. And the most self-centered thing you could do that would be the best thing for you would be to sacrifice your life and give your life and your heart and your will and all of those things to Jesus Christ. Because you are going to be a slave to someone or something in your life. Everyone is. But only slavery to God through Jesus Christ can set you free. Because who the Son sets free is free indeed. So the, so the most self-centered thing you could do, the best thing you could do for yourself would be to um, give your heart to Christ. It's similar to what I tell my son. He doesn't like schoolwork. He's a, he's a little lazy. And I understand it. I was the same way. And he wants to take shortcuts. And I'm trying to teach him that the best shortcut is doing it right the first time. Do your best work. Work hard. Do it the first time. And then you're done. When you don't, you do crap work. You get bad grades. You get in trouble. You have to redo it. Blah, 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 blah. It, it, it really drags out the whole thing. You don't study for a test when you're supposed to, and it stresses you out, and then you cram, and then you're stressed about whether you're going to make a good grade or not, blah, blah, blah. So in his case, the best thing, the laziest thing he could do would be to work hard, if that makes sense. And so... The most self-centered thing that you could do would be to put Christ at the center of your life. Does that make sense? Here we go. Click. What's your favorite day of the week? Um, I'm pretty partial to Thursdays because that's when we record that story show. Uh, Fridays are good too because that's pizza night and movie night with my family. And we've been watching a lot of Doctor Who on Friday nights. Um... But Thursdays, I look forward to. My whole world kind of revolves around Thursdays. And, uh, yeah, I like Thursdays and Saturdays. Oh, I forgot about Wednesdays, though. Wednesdays, my kids go to youth. And me and my wife sneak out because they're both gone and, and taken care of for an hour and a half or two. And we usually will sneak down to uh, Olive Garden. And we sit at the bar, we order, we split a meal. And I, I love sitting at the bar because I can get a, a Diet Coke with grenadine, which is the cherry syrup in it. And they keep it full because it's right there. And I, I'm sure any anybody that come in that would see us would, would fall because they would think we were up there liquoring it up. But um, I, I love the time being able to sit next to my wife and the bar atmosphere, you can get away with a smooch or two without feeling too guilty, you know? It, and we do that almost every week. And uh, that's a good day, too. So I would put that as number one. And then Thursdays is number two. So a uh, couple more. Click. Is it harder to exercise more than eat healthier? Oh, gosh. That is, what are you asking me that for? Do you hate me, conversationstarters.com? Do you? You must. Is it harder though to exercise more or to eat healthier? I would say, oh, they're both so hard for me. They really are. My, my daughter asked me the other day because she's been watching uh, It's Just Us or This Is Us or whatever. And apparently there's a lady on that show with a, a weight problem that struggles. 
And she asked me, is dieting hard? And I said, sweetie, for me, it's the hardest thing in the world. It is the hardest thing in the world. If it wasn't, I would be skinny. I said, it's like starving all the time. It really is. And you think more about food than any other time. So it is hard to eat healthier. I would say that it is harder to eat healthier than to exercise, but exercise isn't enough to make you skinny. Um, and I don't know, you need both. You really need both. But if I had to pick, I would pick exercise as far as, you know, the easiest thing to do. So, but the question is the harder thing. And I would say eating healthier is harder because I hate so many foods. I really do. You know what my prayer has been lately? I've been praying about my weight because I don't like being fat. I really don't. Um, I've just been praying, Lord, please make me not hungry. Because honest to God, if I'm not hungry, I won't eat. And I don't know yet if anything has changed, but something seems to have changed. I used to eat a whole pizza at Mod Pizza by myself. And now I eat two pieces and I'm full and I stop. Um, I For dinner last night, I had two toasted raviolis, a breadstick, and a salad. And usually I would eat as many as my gut would allow me to handle. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my prayers have been upgraded a little bit to where I'm not just finding keys. Now I'm getting answers to for prayers like, you know, uh, can I please just not be hungry? Because I'll do my part. I just need some help, you know. Um, I won't force feed myself. I'm not going to sit around and snack all day and stuff. And so, um, right now I am at, uh, 280 pounds. I fluctuate between, uh, 279 and 280, but I used to be 288. So I don't know if I'm losing weight or if the, the operation had anything to do with it, but, uh, the weight, you know, some weight has come off. I ideally need to lose a hundred pounds easily could lose a hundred pounds and still look overweight probably, but I definitely never want to go above 300. It's, it's a goal of mine. Um, you know, just, just to never get there. So hopefully I'm heading in the right direction. I mean, prayer does work and I believe in it, but I believe in it more when it works, if that makes sense. And so far I'm not hungry a lot of the time. So I was praying about it again yesterday. So, um, you know, if eating healthier was easy, everybody would do it. And, um, you know, the skinny people just don't understand how, how, you know, you can just be born, um, predisposed to one thing or the other. Like my son, man, he can eat anything and he's, he, he'll never gain a pound. He's going to be like his grandpa. His grandpa eats more than anybody I've ever met. And he, he's skinny as a rail. You know people like that. And then there's people like me. I feel like if I even look at a hamburger, I've already gained 15 pounds. It's it's ridiculous. But anyway, click. Uh, what's your family like? Well, it depends on what family you want to hear about. I'm going to talk about the family that lives in my house. I like this question, and this is probably the question I will end on. My family is really nice. I love my family. I love my daughter. Um, she is 14 years old. She is not married. She makes good grades. She just made an A, actually, and texted us. Uh, she made 100% on her last science test, and she gets it from my side of the family because I'm really smart. Um not her mom, who was a valedictorian. It's my side of the family that's really smart, not hers. So she gets it from me. Um, she's beautiful. Gosh, she's so pretty. And she, But she looks like her dad, which is crazy. Girls most of the time do look like their dads, and it always baffles me how they, their dads can be ugly and they can look so pretty. Um, she's very tall. Uh, not taller than me, but she's tall. And... Um, She's uh, very smart and very funny and super creative and just knows no limits as far as creativity goes. Like she never asks herself, can I do this? It's just, she's like me. She just 
pictures in her mind and then does it. And she proves it over and over and over. She loves baking and stuff like that. I love my son. My son is the best. He is so particular and unique and different from his sister. He's Jenna reminds me of myself so much as far as the outgoing part of me and um, the creative side of me. But Jay reminds me of the me that I was when I was little. And I, the, the, the me that liked playing with toys that were probably a little too young for me to play with that enjoyed long baths and playing in bubbles, even though I was, you know, 11 and 12 years old. Um, the part of me that hadn't grown up yet and stayed a kid as long as possible. Um, the part of me that talked to stuffed animals, uh, all the way up. Yeah. Till I was 10 or 11. Um, the part of me that didn't want to be on stage, even though most of the time I did, uh, he, he is super creative. He draws and comes up with ideas and he asks a million questions about the world and he wants to know stuff and it can almost be annoying sometimes, except that I love answering his questions. I love being the person that he asks. And, uh, my wife is super, super, super amazing. So much more than I ever deserved in a wife. Um, she's not perfect. I, I'm not going to say she's perfect because she married me and you can't that, that even if she had been perfect, that marrying me would have thrown her off big time, but I love her so much. I I've, I've been able to prove it over and over in real ways. And, um, she is my world and she's given me two amazing children. She supports me. She's been behind me. She stuck with me through, uh, my, 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 um, the worst times of my life with the depression and stuff, even though neither one of us really knew what was going on. And, and life has been hard on her because of what I've gone through. And she stuck with me and she's been there and she's there now. And she takes care of herself. She works out like five times or four times a week and she runs. She keeps in good physical shape. She looks fantastic. She looks years younger than her actual age. Um, and I, I don't deserve her. I'm this big fat blob dude that don't, <laughs> you know, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, but she works hard. She, she really does. She makes good money and she doesn't treat me like a second class citizen because I'm a stay at home dad right now. And she doesn't look down on me um, because I'm not the breadwinner anymore. Um, and she believes in me and she supports me and she is amazing. So, uh, but don't tell her I said that. Okay. Uh, my dogs on the other hand, they're extra. I'm not a dog lover. Uh, I'm glad my kids and my family get a lot out of them. I'll take care of them and make sure they're cared for. I'm the one that remembers to feed them and all this kind of stuff. I, I groom them, uh, and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I could take them or leave them, but you know, the most, one of the most favorite people in my life is not a person at all. It's my fish. I have a fish. I stole him from my brother, uh, from my brother, from my son, Jay. He won him back in August at a carnival and he brought him home in a plastic bag and we put him in a one gallon tank. And eventually I fell in love with the fish and I said, you know what? He's going to die in there. So I bought him a 10 gallon tank. And eventually I'll probably have to buy him a 20 gallon tank because he's going to grow big, but he is alive and he is thriving. And I bought him a couple of snails that can eat his poop for him. And, um, I don't know. He's just the perfect pet. I call him my fin baby. You know, everybody else has fur babies. He's my fin baby. And his name is Sporky. I did not name him. If I did name him, his name would be Buzz. Um, the snails, I didn't name them either. One of them is called Malik and the other one is called Monique and, uh, Malik the first died and we had to go and get uh, a Malik fr freshman. I don't know why Jay calls him Malik freshman, but he is Malik the second in my book. And, uh, so Sporky Malik and Monique 
live together in, in a 10 gallon tank and the fish loves me because it wants to eat and it makes little blub blub sounds with its mouth or, you know, it, I imagine it does. But if there's an animal I talk cute, cutesy to when I'm feeding it, it's that one. Cause, cause I love that fish. It is so perfect. It doesn't, you know, everything it does, it's in the water. I don't have to do a lot. It's pretty maintenance free. So, uh, love me some sporky. And when he gets big enough, when I get him big and fat, nice, you know, uh, I hear they can grow like two feet long. I'm going to eat him. And that is going to be the best part because a family member that you can enjoy and then eat. That is freaking crazy. Awesome. All right. We're going to do a bonus. How do you think the world will end? What a question. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a question. Cause I could go silly with it. I can go serious and theological. Oh, wow. And it's the last question. It's the last question. Cause we're out of time. Um, Okay. How do I think the world will end? I, okay. There's the biblical answer. I, I'm not going to go there because, um, I, I'm not a, I, I mean, I know revelation and Daniel pretty well, but I'm not going to go through all the stuff that everybody knows. Um, I'm going to say my world will end when people just straight up stop caring about other people. That is when the world will begin to end is when I become the most important person in my life. We're seeing it already is the reason I'm not a prophet here. I mean, I think anybody could look at, at the world and see, you know, you go to a movie theater and, and there's five people on their phones and there's three people talking and it's little things like that. There's people at restaurants that are laughing and cackling like they're the only people there. There's people that drive and they run through stoplights because you stopped. So they're able to break the rules and get away with it because they're trusting you to do your job and take care of them. It's it's a hundred million little things like that, that when we completely get to the point that mothers and fathers don't care anything about their children I mean, we're already there to a certain extent, aren't we? And it's scary how, how freaky this is. Um, but when they really, really, really don't care about their kids, their very own children, to when we get to that point that we don't care about the elderly or the special needs or the poor or even just our own family members, husbands and wives, when we're completely degenerate to the point that we're all looking out for number one, that's when the world ends. And the only solution I can see, it's not equality. We'll never have true equality, but oneness is what my friend says that we need. And I agree. Oneness, meaning that we come together and we share in the problems and the sufferings of those around us. If a culture or a subculture has an issue, it also becomes my issue. And if they have a problem, it becomes my problem. And I think that can only truly come through the love that uh, is birthed in the heart of a Christian. Um, I think for you to be that selfless, and I'm not there yet myself. I mean, I care, but I not I don't care enough to do anything yet. Not as much as I feel like I should. I I, I plan to, <laughs> don't we all? But uh, yeah, I think when we're when we're done with everybody but us, that's when the world's gonna gonna end or begin the the end of the beginning. So it's kind of already started, hasn't it? Oh, what a way to end it! Click. Are you a risk taker? What is the biggest risk that you've taken? I don't know. I don't care. That's a good place to stop. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I hope it was as fun for you as it was for me. I, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I don't know what the questions are, but uh, no, I'm not a risk taker. I, I like planning things out in advance. I like knowing how things are going to go. 
and I like trying to control the outcome as much as possible, which sometimes works out and sometimes it don't. We'll see you guys next time right here on the GOK. Email me at GOK at NLCast.com if you have any comments, ideas for topics, things that you want me to elaborate on or talk about. And also, if you feel like it, support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash GOK. We'll get you there. And uh, for as little as a dollar an episode, four bucks a month, you can support what I'm doing here. Uh, God bless all of you. Thank you for listening. Each of you are important and special to me. I thank you so much for listening. Bye.